So now I'm having all these conversations ever since I got back and from sharing my story about stuttering. And it's so real to me because I'm just like, where was this when I like needed this the most? I'm Maya Chupkov, and I'm a woman who stutters. Welcome to Proud Stutter, a show about stuttering and embracing verbal diversity in an effort to change how we talk about it, one conversation at a time. Welcome back to part two of our interview with Mia Hitterman and our guest co-host, Lila Creo. If you haven't had a chance to check out part one, I really recommend you do so, but both interviews can also be listened to by themselves. I hope you enjoy this part two episode. So Mia, a topic that we tend to talk about a lot on this show is intersectionality and how many people who stutter also have other identities. And I'm always so fascinated with how people talk about their different identities and how they intersect. So I kind of wanted to ask you the same question because I know you have talked about having multiple identities, being someone who's adopted, being Chinese, etc. And I would love it if you can talk about your different identities and how they intersect with your stutter. So yes. I'm, you know, Chinese American. I feel more Chinese. Like I, like I feel like that's so weird. But I'm so like American. Like I'm Chinese American. I mean, I've always just been curious about my Chinese culture, um, because you know, when you go into like school especially in high school like you start thinking okay like what makes me like you know me and I realized in college that my stutter makes me like that's how I communicate and that's how really I'm able to share like all of my insecurities with people is because like I feel like not that like I kind of have to, but it puts the pressure off of everything. And it feels so good to be like, yes, I stutter. I'm a Chinese adoptee. I'm a college student. Like, this is all me. I'm multiple things, not just one thing. All of these titles have helped me become the person who I am today. And so I can, like, use that experience to, you know, promote um inclusive designs in the fashion industry as well as give back to organizations that i know will help people who need different support in various fields that like like that i'm not as experienced so yeah (laughs) i mean you talk a lot about community and the importance of support from your community. Can you talk more about how your community has taken care of you as a person who stutters? I have always had the support of my family, especially my 
stepsisters, they are really like the people who have made me feel comfortable that it is okay to stutter, but not only that, but you deserve to be heard no matter what. And I should never allow people to take like that power away from me. And that took me so long to like just really understand and take part in that. Um, it really started in like college, I feel. And I've always been a very reflective person, mostly because like I feel like I understand people because I used to be very silent. Like I feel like I know what people are going through and um like I feel like I can feel maybe like their insecurities when they're like talking or something. But I think now doing the work it has made me I feel like advocate for like schools and their their disability services. I don't know if this is true about all schools in the states, but like at my schools, like speech therapy is offered through K through twelve. But then in college, it goes like like away. It's not like really offered. And so I think it really that taught me how to advocate for myself and to really make sure that the students who do have stutters feel supported in the school. And that comes from my from the Center for Cultural Liberation, which is a job I work at my school, which really promotes um students from um marginalized communities and every single month we create events that help like support our students and really just truly feel confident in those in the in themselves plus embrace their own culture and i think that because i have these support from my job at the school and like all of my family and friends that really has allowed me to really be more confident in my stutter but i think as for myself how how can i be the person to help support people i think it's really just making sure that i'm taking care of myself like i'm always doing a lot of things cuz i'm a fashion design major and so really i make sure that i am getting enough sleep i am drinking enough water like everything i need to support myself first and then i can support other people i think that's what is really like the biggest lesson is first you need to take care of yourself and then you can help other people and i think that's how i'm able to do all of this work is because of the support from like my pageant sisters and my family and my school and yeah well i mean i like what you're what you're highlighting right and bringing up that um when it comes to having a stutter or a speech impediment, anything that has to do with, you know, we talk often about expression and there's many ways that one can express oneself, not just through, like, not just verbally, you know, but also, I mean, you're a fashion design, through, you know, K through 12, you know, fingers crossed, uh, not everywhere, but for the most part, 
access to to speech therapy or you know those support those resources and supports may be there, but <clears throat> somehow thinking that that'll like when you go to college, then you're on your own and you don't need those support services anymore. It's a little bit, it's kind of short-sighted, especially at a time where I think that, you know, as you've identified you, um, and I identify with this as well, that it's in college that we some, you know, we, we, so many of us spread our wings and we find our, you know, we find ourselves in a, in a such a different way. And we, have this very formative experience um, that really does, you know, um, catapult us to the next stage in our lives. I think about that for myself as well. And to think that, yeah, there's a lot of resources and support services that are not, are no longer offered at that stage in your life. I do think it's short-sighted. So it's something to, to um, my, my policy brain is activated. <laughs> yeah. And it really does take like the leadership of students to like create those opportunities, which like it shouldn't rest on the students. Cause like not everyone's Mia and like has this profound life perspective and confidence. And so if we could have a Mia at every college, then I think we'd be okay. But, <laughs> um, but yeah. Um. But so much change has happened because of the power of students. Right? Yeah. So uh, I think that's something that students do have a lot of power and it's always amazing to see how much uh, generations do shift the narrative and push things forward. Yeah, I, I totally agree that it, it really is going to take energy from the younger generation and students to collectively collectively build power. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Do you want to get paid to participate in a research study that involves stuttering? The Mumble Melody research team at MIT invites adults across the U.S. who stutter to be part of a one-month study on new audio-based approaches for speech fluency. It's simple. Engage with the Mumble Melody app for five minutes daily through an iPhone, iPad, or Mac device. Participate in weekly 30-minute recording sessions and help them explore the nuances in speech fluency. You'll receive up to $70 plus a pair of wired headphones. Ready to get paid to help influence stuttering research? Find the link in our podcast description or go to redcap.link slash mumble melody study. That's redcap.link slash mumble melody study. And we're back. Mia, can you talk about how you feel about the younger generation as it relates to advocating for d- d- disabilities? Any thoughts around that? Um, I think the most interesting thing about like this time I don't know about you but now on YouTube and like on TikTok I'm seeing so many people just like talk about like how they're helping like the community like so much like content is getting created about people like helping their community and stuff like that and it's really interesting and like social change there's like a lot of social change like media which is so interesting to me because like I would be on Instagram and like there is this well with this podcast itself but also like other people who are advocating about 
stuttering and advocating in general, I feel like now has become like a new like trend kind of, I don't know, trend. Like I feel like it's so interesting because like I feel like people are really taking like leadership. And I feel like people are really like interested in how to be like the change for people now. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It was just so, yeah. It was just so, yeah. It was so weird to me because now I have, there were two, there were two other fashion students at my school and I had told them about how I stuttered and interesting enough, they had told me that they stuttered too. (gasps) And so, and I, and I also recently started an internship and the woman had said to me, like, you know, like, I know you stutter, but I just want to let you know that, like, take your time if you need to, because I understand because one of my relatives stutters, too. So now I'm having all these conversations ever since I got back and from sharing my story about stuttering. And it's so real to me because I'm just like, where was this when I, like, needed this the most? in my K through 12 education. So like, I just wanted to bring that up Mm because I thought that's so interesting that this is like the period that I feel like there was truly like starting to gain like support for, you know, so yeah. I think that that's the power of sharing stories, right? And I think to your point that the fact that because of the different platforms and because of social media, um, it it can be so much more widespread and, and share these stories and normalizing something that you know before either has been hidden or you know we have not seen it as normal um so being able to have access to uh to create our own content and create our own narratives and you know highlight something that perhaps we don't see ourselves represented otherwise um i think that's again that's that's the power of of mia and maya both of you telling your stories and to uplifting right uh these 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 experiences because so often the things that we go through they can seem so isolating and they can seem like you know when we're struggling and we're navigating in our own uh challenges it it you know especially if it again it's something that and i use this word normalized intentionally right because it's it's something that we have led to you know we're led to believe that it's not quote-unquote normal uh then we are silenced by that label, right? It's like the the whole normal label, whatever doesn't fall, whatever doesn't fall within that very narrow definition, then it's so easy to be silenced by it. It's so easy to want to hide. Um, so to talk about it and to share it sheds light, it highlights it, and then somebody else can be like, oh my God, I, I feel seen or I feel you know, I'm not alone. And then it, 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 it's a whole conversation starts a whole, you know, it becomes a bit of a, it's an echo, you hear the echo. Yes, I, I totally agree with with all of that. Um, Mia, you mentioned you're really into fashion, and that's what you're stuttering in school. Can you talk about why you chose fashion and how it intersects with all the stuff I guess we just talked about. <laughs> fashion is a way that you know you can express yourself, 
but for me I feel like when I was in high school like the clothing that you wear I feel like it tells so much about who you are and for a person who stutters and did not have the confidence at that time I think that really like was a way I could communicate like how to represent me but now as a college student um I realized that fashion really truly does has have the power to um help spread the message you know right now um the fashion world is really involved in sustainability and especially in other like businesses too um but i think what was the interesting thing is i took this social change class from for fashion and it was interesting cuz it talked about um universal designs which is really just making inclusive um clothing and like for people like you know with disabilities or not and it really just um make sure that everyone feels like a part of the fashion world and i think it really hit me because my mom has diabetes and she needs to wear a like a pump and that there is really no clothing that is accessible towards that and i think as fashion designers we all especially ones who are studying right now in school we really have the power to be the problem solvers for tomorrow's you know problems and so i feel like we have a responsibility to give back to um the community that has always supported like all of us and that really the the time for change is now like we really can't afford to continue on this path of like not being accessible like um hurting our ecosystem like that's never going to go away and we need to just get the stuff done now because time is running out and so i think that's really what a lot of my friends and i have been like thinking about and that's how we design our clothing is to think about how much like how we need to plan to make the clothing so we don't waste fabric and like different ways to create fabric that is more accessible especially for like you know you like using snaps or hooks instead of like zippers cuz that might be not accessible for some people so it's really having these conversations um i think is really how fashion like captured my attention more because i just was like yeah like really like the look starts like now it started in when i entered dominican but like all the work like starts now and the school is really such a great way to learn how to just like really e- evaluate what needs to be done and how we can create clothing that is in an even more creative way to be more less harmful plus accessible that's awesome <laughs> i know wow i'm just like <laughs> um yay the next generation i know i'm so hopeful (laughs) and that concludes part two of our interview with mia and lila thank you so much for tuning in 
and see you next time. And that's it for this episode of Proud Stutter. This episode of Proud Stutter was produced and edited by me, Maya Chupkov. Our music was composed by Augusto Denise and our artwork by Mara Ezekiel and Noah Chupkov. If you have an idea or want to be part of a future episode, visit us at www.proudstutter.com. And if you like the show, you can leave us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Want to leave us a voicemail? Check out our show notes for the, the number to call in. More importantly, tell your friends to listen too. Until we meet again, thanks for listening. Be proud and be you. Be you.